following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. And the idea is to make a very laid back approach to kids playing sports and just playing. Um, Right now we're in this culture of everything structured, everything organized. And what's happening is that there's a lot of kids being left out um, of play. They either parents can't um, afford it due to the cost of organized sports or due to the time involved. You know, you have to commit to 12 weeks, practice two times a week, plus games. It's too much, especially when you start getting into multiple kids. Evoke Creative is a proud sponsor of Two Kids and a Career. They help small business owners like me brand with purpose and market with intent. The ladies at Evoke Creative will help make your digital presence known. Learn more at evokecco.com. That's evokecco.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parenting experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Well, we are in the midst of summertime at the time of this recording, and I don't know about you, but as a parent, sometimes it's one of those things where you're like, oh, they need a break from school. Oh, I wish they were back in school because the structure and the craziness is just out of control. And uh, what's really cool about this week's guest is there is a little bit of structure and a little bit of what we want our kids to experience, the outdoors and meeting other people. And so we will talk about how we're going to bring all that together in just a little bit. But first, let me welcome this week's guest, which she knows, to be completely honest, I did not know how to pronounce her name. I asked her, I'm going to give it a try. Lakshmi Jayanthi. You nailed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And oh. it doesn't happen to me much either. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Thank you. All right. So tell me what area you live in and a little bit about your family life. Sure. I'm in the Atlanta, Georgia suburbs. Um, okay. And we moved here about seven years ago. Um, I have two boys. The older one is 10. Younger one is seven. So we actually moved here when my seven-year-old was five weeks. Um, but uh, we've, we're loving this area, the warm weather. Um, we are outdoors a ton. I am married to a sports medicine physician. So he is very much involved in all things sports. Um and so as a family, we're, we're very active and we try to be laid back, but structured. It's, you know, trying to balance it all. Um, but I'm very involved in our community. I'm the president of our school's PTO. Um, so there's a lot of juggling that's happening in our lives. <laughs> yes. All right. Where yeah. did you live before Atlanta? We were in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So... Being a mom to two boys, I cannot relate because I have two girls. We have a six and a four-year-old, but my sister has the two boys. And I just think it's so fun because obviously people have different stereotypes of boys and girls. And I remember when my mom, because it's just my sister and me, I think that 
she had said, I'm trying to remember how she worded this, but that boys on the baby level are e- were easier than the girls, like my sister and me. And then the boys got rambunctious, but my sister and me, you know, she was just comparing it. And obviously things are different. Well, I was right. like that. You cannot compare that because I look at my girls and even my my mom agrees like, they're crazy. They're wrestling like WWE. They like, they don't break the whole mold. And so it's so fun to me to just kind of, you know, hear other parents' perspectives. And if the same things are happening in your home, I mean, I know it's different, but like the sibling rivalry, all of those things. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, it's not a gender thing. It's just all kids, you know? Um, (laughs) I see, I've always thought it was the opposite. Like girls are um, easier when they're young and then they get harder when they're older with the emotions and the drama and stuff. Yes. You know, so it's kind of can go (laughs) both ways. Like, um, I I don't know, but yeah, as far as activity and jumping around and wrestling, that's just all kids. I don't think yes to any gender. They just got to get it out. They're like, I just, all right. Well, I really wanted to talk to you because of this business that you have and it, it, you know, we can laugh and joke around about all kinds of things, but when it comes to screen time and just the presence of that, it's alarming. And I, you know, I mean, maybe I am a hypocrite. I, I do use it. There are times where, you know, mama's got to get some stuff done and I'm like, watch a movie or, you know, it, there's, there's limitations and everybody has their own rules, their own things. But I'm bringing this up because you are, you're doing it. You're trying to make sure people know like the outdoors, that's where it's at. It's where it was at when I was a kid and it's still there. So talk to me about what you created. Sure. Um, yeah. So what I have built is, and I have a team of people, um, it's not just me, but we built a mobile app that gets kids outside to play pickup games in their neighborhood. So it's kind of like the old fashioned way of let's just get the kids outside playing and making social connections, um, but with a technology twist. So we use the app just like a dating app. You can find other families with kids in the area. You create your own pod. You create your own little teams of anywhere from and this is small groups, like four to six kids, get them regularly playing outside. You can compete against other neighborhoods. So our neighborhood will compete against another one close by. And it's all facilitated through the app. And the idea is to make a very laid back approach to kids playing sports and just playing. Um, Right now, we're in this culture of everything structured, everything organized. And what's happening is that there's a lot of kids being left out um, of play. They either parents can't um, afford it due to the cost of organized sports or due to the time involved. You know, you have to commit to 12 weeks, practice two times a week, plus games. It's too much, especially when you start getting into multiple kids. Yeah. Um, So how can you make it laid back where you can have your seven-year-old playing with his 10-year-old brother on the same team, not because there's no age restrictions, you know, it's just, let's just get kids outside to play. So that's the um, general idea behind it when it comes to screen time. Um, the app, basically, it's just a facilitator. So it's not meant for kids to be scrolling on there. What we want to do is use screen time in a positive way 
to help those kids make those in-person connections. So you um, meet online, but then you meet actually in real life in person. So that's what we're building. Well, there are so many things that I wrote down that I want to address. But first of all, let me with that, with the screen time, Mike, did you do a bunch of research on, you know, the statistics of how it impacts kids like the, you know, being outside, also being inside with the screen time? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, and that this data is evolving as we speak. I think the Surgeon General just came out with new information and new guidelines. Um, yeah, the impact of screen time, and it's happening much, much younger ages. Um, it depends how screen time is used. It's not like all screen time is bad. If screen time is used in a positive way, that's great. But if it's 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 if it's turning into that dopamine hit where um, Anytime a kid is bored or has a second, they reach for that iPad. Then you got to start realizing, okay, is this something that's becoming an addicted, addictive quality? Um, if they're definitely wanting to choose screen time over actually playing outside, you have to start looking at that. Um, and so it's a really, you know, we're all, all, as parents, this is all new territory for all of us since mm. it's, a, it's a growing problem. So we're learning as we go. Um, but we all can agree and we all know that ultimately uh, for kids, especially in-person connections, it really need to start happening at a very young age. Kids need to start learning how to socialize. They, you know, I've met so many uh, adults who meet teenagers and teenagers don't know how to talk to adults yeah. because they're just so used to looking at their phone. So how do you make it more normal for kids at a younger age to start, you know, to just know how to make conversation and how to meet, make friends, you know? Um, it's something that seems so natural for us, you know, 30 years ago, but it's starting to become unnatural to meet in person. So we want to take those that screen time um, and make it positive. I'm going to hit pause on this week's conversation to talk to you about Evoke Creative, one of the sponsors of the podcast. And I like one of the very first things that they have on their website. It's evokecco.com. But the first sentence is, feeling overwhelmed with your marketing? Contact us. We can help. Smiley face. It is overwhelming being a business owner, whether you have a small business like mine or a giant business. The marketing game, it's an intense. It's super crazy. You got to stay on top of it all. And sometimes it's just one of those things where you just don't even know where to go. And Evoke Creative, they are a creative marketing company. They support small businesses. They want to help you. They want to get your name out there. They want to make sure that you are happy and proud and excited about your business. So whether it is a new logo or a website refresh, or a whole new website, I mean, in general, like you don't have a website, or you just need a little bit of social media consulting, Evoke Creative, they've got your back. Seriously. So if you are thinking, wait a minute, I am a very small business, my budget is really, really low, trust me, it is worth the call to them because they work with every single budget. It's evokecco.com, evokecco.com. Back to this week's conversation. Well, I just had uh, a guest on. Her name is Beth Hindler-Grunt, and mm -hmm. she was in episode 139, and her business is uh, all about helping recent college graduates land a job. And it's not dream job. It's 
all the work that you just went through, how do we get you in front of people? How do we get you to interview well? Because what she's noticing, and, and this also goes on the business side, you know, she said that there's a lot of businesses that will say, hey, we're, we don't want a kid right out of out of high school. Like we need somebody with right. experience or right out of college. But one of the things that we focused on in the interview was the fact that they're awkward. These recent graduates are completely socially awkward. And it's yeah. not their fault. And so then what happens is they go and they interview and these people are like, what is wrong with you? Like, why can't you look me in the eye? Why can't you carry on a conversation? And you know, a lot of it has to do with the isolation with COVID. A lot of it is obviously because of screen time. And so it's like, wow, that really opened my eyes to the fact that we have so much work to do to now coach our kids. Like a lot of people will say, oh, that's just ex an excuse. And it's like, no, 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 it's not an excuse. When you are a generation that has been forced into isolation or you're only using, you know, like that's your only connection as a screen. And then you go and meet someone. I mean, of course you're going to be awkward. Yeah, so there's yeah. like, what do we do? And so starting young and keeping that going, that's huge. That's exactly like one of the first things I wrote down was being involved in your neighborhood and meeting mm -hmm. others. Like that's the thing is we're not doing that. And I, yeah. we're guilty about it as, you know, just uh, as many other people, like we've stuck to our homes, just general overview people, most people have, some people are lucky and have a great network in their neighborhood. But right. at the same time, sometimes you don't know you have a great network because you haven't sought it out. So right. yeah, we got to start talking to people in person, adults yes. too. <laughs> yes, adults too. And then that's kind of a good side effect. You know, we've had, we launched this um, back in November with just an early launch and then we've been having kids regularly play since then. And um, it's it's kind of like an extra effect of it is that the parents start connecting because the parents bring their kids and then the kids are playing and the parents meet each other. And those in-person connections, It's you're right. It's so much harder, especially post-COVID. It's kind of, the easy thing to just sit at home and watch Netflix and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, scroll the screen. Um, it's so, it, but it's so important. I, I, I hear it over and over again from teachers, from coaches, they meet high school age kids or college age kids and the kids just don't even know how to look up and talk because for those, that age level kids, teens, particularly their whole world is on screens. They're, um, they make all their plans through uh, Snapchat, like meet here and do that. I mean, it's just, they don't, there's no other communication. It's not like you pick up the phone and even call them, you know? So, right. Um, it just that awkwardness needs to, we got to address that at a young age. <laughs> and you brought up a really good point too about meeting the other parents. I mean, I have seen so many stats on the isolation and the lack of community that people feel. And, you know, I have struggled with this with myself because anyone that has listened to this podcast over time know that I'm what they refer to as the advanced maternal age parent. It's a lovely title to have. But um, so I'm in a season of life where, you know, having a four and a six-year-old, my best friend, her kids are 
going into middle school and high school. And so while I can get really lonely and feel like we aren't connecting and it's her fault or it's my fault or whatever, instead, I'm trying to learn that it's the season of life I'm in. So I need to find the people that are in the same season of life with me and connect. And so like you just said, in that app, you're connecting with other parents whose kids are around the same age as yours. So then there's the common denominator right there. Right, right. And as the kids connect, the parents will naturally connect. Hopefully, you hope your yeah. kids end up um, choosing other kids with parents who you connect with. But um, just having that community of multiple families meeting, multiple kids playing, it's just a natural thing to happen is yeah. just connect. And and especially, you know, not just in the stage of life, but people who move to new cities. How do you meet right. new families? And then, oh, you meet all these people who've lived in that city forever. And how do you join their group? You know, it's there's so many layers to the problem of isolation that, um, you know, we can't address it all. But what we can do is get kids to connect and then hope that there's a lot of uh, kind of side effects of everyone else connecting. I mean, think about it. When your kids go to school and they start talking about so-and-so and and you're like, oh, I want to learn about so-and-so a little bit more. And then you reach out to the parent or that parent reach out to you. And then that's how you form it. And listen, you don't have to be a birthday party. right? You don't have to be best friends with them. It's just nice to just be like, hey, you know, I'm experiencing this. What do you think? Um, Another thing I wrote down that I didn't even think of and it it brought me to where we are now in summer is my oldest is going to a camp and my youngest cannot go to that camp because she's not old enough. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you mentioned a, a lot of times siblings, they want to at least in a new environments, they want to be with each other, little, oh, you know, yeah. little safety, comfortable. Let's do this. And so that really kind of struck me, too, like, oh, we don't have to put an age limit or an age range on this. They can go right. together and then you'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that happens in so many different areas. What we're doing with uh, pickup sports is really focusing on the sports area. So, um, as you may or may not know, the organized sports, there's usually an age limit, there's a birth date cutoff. Yep. Um, you know, they're just so strict about that timing. And then what ends up happening when you do have siblings of different ages, and, and I've experienced this many years now, um, you know, just one month can cut it off and they can't be in the same team. They, and then you're juggling two different schedules and like five practices. And it's just impossible. Like if you're a working parent, it's impossible. Um, so what we've done is you can level the playing field. You know, when we were younger, um, and I'm not sure where you grew up, but what kids just played, you can have a six-year-old with a 12-year-old. It's fine. You know, either we can level out that playing field. And we've done this um, even just a couple months ago. We had a, a play group of baseball. We had kids aging from six to 14 because we had older siblings come to. It was the level playing field. I kid you not, because we had six-year-olds that had played before and 14-year-olds that had never played before. So it levels out. They had so much fun because we keep it moving. It's four on four. Um, the kids are just moving around. No one's just sitting on the side waiting like in organized you know, sports. And it's just a fun way for those kids to connect. And it's so much easier for parents. I can bring all my kids to one place 
they can all play um, and they can all compete and, and it works out. Um, but of course, when you get to that competitive level, you do need to kind of split up and get, you know, like uh, level kids together. And so we have solutions for that as well. But when your kids are young and they're first being introduced to a sport or first just wanting to play, age is, just doesn't matter. Like, why are we making it so hard on parents to make right. this happen for kids? Like, let's take it down a notch. Let's just let the kids play. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. that's another thing. And my husband and I, we talk about this too, is, you know, with the organized sports, and we're not dogging organized sports, but what I will say is, how do I get my kid to know about an organized sport? Like, you're not just not going to throw your child into, I mean, usually they have, you know, steps and levels and but a lot of times it's like, well, try out for this and there you go. And I'm like, well, my child hasn't ever even played this. So how right. would she know that she would like it? Or, you know, and, and so that's the other thing I was thinking of. Well, if you have these different ideas and different situations with the pickup sports, like then they can start to learn on a fun level, the basic exactly. fundamentals. Exactly. And and that is so important because, you know, the success of organized sports depends on how confident the kid feels in playing that sport. Mm. So for example, when, when, um, if you have a five-year-old who you're just, you know what, I want to try out soccer. I'm just going to sign them up for like a 10-week soccer league. But this kid has never played soccer before. Right. So what, what most parents experience is that you bring their kid to soccer and then they're just sitting on the side not knowing what to do. And then the parent is like, why isn't he kicking the ball? And it's like, well, as a parent, you've never actually kicked the ball with them. Um, they've never even seen this before. So they're scared, you know. Um, the way that a kid will enjoy soccer is to, okay, take a few weeks before they start that soccer and like show them how to dribble the ball, how to you know, move it back and forth, how to manipulate it, um, just expose them a little bit, help them get some confidence around it. When they have confidence, they're more likely to want to play and they're more likely to want to stick to it. Um, and then with pickup sports, it's a way for kids to experience this for the first time with other kids. Um, you know, because the parents, what we do through the app is we send coaching instructions to parents. So parents can kind of know what to teach their kids if they want to, or if they just want to let the kids play, if the kids have played before, that's fine too. Um, but there are, there's kind of levels of week by week of what, what the parents should have the kids do. Um, and that gives the kids some exposure to playing. Um, and then you can decide, okay, did they like soccer or not? Should we try baseball? You know, um, we're, we're seeing it at, at all ages. And, and, you know, just recently I had a parent of an 11 year old who had never played baseball before say, Hey, my kid is interested in, and, and, but it's too late in all the organized sports because those kids have been playing since they were six. So what do I do? So this is a great way for an 11, an older 11, 12 year old kid to try a new sport for the first time. So do you hate that though? The fact mm -hmm. that now 11 years old is too late. too late. Yeah. And, and it's, it shouldn't be, you look at no. professional players, and many of them did not specialize or play a sport until they were much older. They played different things before that. So, you know, this 11-year-old is a great basketball player and has been doing that, but had never tried baseball. So he's probably a great athlete, um, but has just not played baseball. So should we cut him out? Probably not, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, how do you get them involved in playing these other things? And it's so good for the body to be playing 
different sports and using different muscles. Um, you know, don't specialize them too young. And 11 is not too late. <laughs> no. And that's, we've got to change that, mm-hmm. that mind shift on that because, jeez, mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like there were so many things that I was interested in, but didn't do. And then it took a while. And, you know, I, I see that with my girls right now, my oldest wanted, well, she is doing cheer, but when you say that, like automatically, you know, people might have a certain idea of what it is. Well, I always say, you know, it's just kind of like an open gym, so to speak. She's learning some things, but she, and, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I really don't think she has any expectation of, Oh, I want to do this to get better at this so then I can try out for the team. She, right. she she's just enjoying the activity and the fellowship. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. fine. That's what yeah. I I like until she says that she's done, I'm not going to push her and I'm not saying that it's you know, every parent is different when it comes to like the different sports stuff. And, and it's just hard because then our youngest, we laugh because we think she's like a natural athlete and she doesn't want to do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. It always works out like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I think it's important that we listen to our kids and we also remember that it's them and what their goals are. It's not mm-hmm. our goals. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, um, and I know your older one is still a little young, but around the age of eight or nine, um, that's when parents start feeling the pressure of, um, especially in sports like soccer and and others where um, a coach will come up to them saying, I see so much potential in your kid. They really should do this um, with our league. And, you know, it'll just be three times a week and we're going to travel here and there. And but this is so great. He's got a lot of potential. He could probably make high school or even college. So then the parent feels like, oh, my God, I need to do this. Yeah. Talent. I should do it. Um, And then they start doing it and they're like, whoa, this is a lot of work. I am shuttling my kids around. I'm not seeing my my younger kid is just like sitting on the side, miserable because of the older one. And and it turns into this miserable, stressful experience. And you feel like you have to do it because your kid is right. Talented. That's not always the case. You really have to question, um, and not, I'm not saying this about all organized leagues. Some are, some of them are amazing, but really look at what is the motivation behind that coach and that league. Uh-huh. Is it financial? Because when you sign up, you're paying two thousand dollars or whatever that cost is. It's another kid that they have on their roster. Is it a financial incentive for them to have you in there? Is it necessary for you to be doing this this much? If your kid doesn't have the that much of a passion for it, you got to wonder why you're doing it, even uh-huh. if you're talented, because, um, you know, there's a very, very, very tiny percentage of kids that actually play college level athletics. So um, really focus on, okay, kids, the, the bonuses of sports or the, um, you know, positives of sports are many, which is teamwork and learning new skills and learning how to communicate. That can be achieved without paying loads and loads of money for some like premier league that, that everyone needs to be part of. 
yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. We joke around in my house and just in general, actually with everyone, like we always joke how I am cost effective, which is another way to say that I am cheap. And so <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can to yeah. make sure I save the money that I can and put it towards the, the right things. Well, yeah. <laughs> as we start to wrap up, I just want to make sure that I get all of your wonderful information out to the listener. I will include it all in our show notes at jilldevine.com, but let the listener know where they can go, anything else that you would like to say, and then I'll let you go enjoy your day. Oh, sure. Okay. So, well, thank you for that. So, uh, our app is currently available in both iOS and Android. And the name of the app is Pickup Sports for Families. And um, currently we've launched as far as marketing only in the Atlanta area. Uh, And we're going to be continuing that over the next six months or so before we do like a wider marketing release. So you can still download the app and use it. It's just you may not find a lot of families in there until uh, six months from now. Um, but yeah, and, and you can also check out the website. It's just pickupsports.co. That's co, and um, you can get see all the information about the app, how to get your kids involved in playing sports, and uh, just start making those communities at a hyper local level. And you are welcome to reach out to me directly. My contact information is in there, and I'd love your ideas or thoughts about kids and sports and play. And I'm happy to talk to anyone. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing and what you have recognized as as a good thing. And I just encourage all parents to check out the app, check out the website, and let's get our kids out there. They need to be connecting with others. They need to build a community and have fun at the same time. So thank you for fostering that for people and for helping parents like me who always, I'm like, give me all the tools, all the tools in the toolbox (laughs) to make it a little bit easier to do something like this. So thank you again. Of course. Of course. I'm happy to do this. This is a passion project of mine. Um, I just want to get kids playing, have less stress for parents. Why are we killing ourselves with a million activities? Um, Truth. Fun. (laughs) 100%. Thank you again. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. As we wrap up, one more shout out to Evoke Creative. They are the wonderful creators of my website, jilldevine.com. They also helped create my cover art for this podcast, Two Kids and a Career, and so many other things that they did for my business, Jill Divine Media. And if this is something that you're needing a little help with, maybe you're a small business, you have a little bit of a blueprint, but you need that blueprint to come to action or you need a little fine tuning, it's the ladies at Evoke Creative. I have seen them go from being like the smallest business to being able to grow their own team. And that's what it's all about. They are here to help you. They are passionate. They want to get your business out there. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to pick up the phone and give them a call for a consultation. And they will tell you, they'll be upfront and honest. They're not going to try to sell you on something that they can't do or if you can't afford. So I just encourage you to check them out. It's evokecco.com. And like I mentioned, they're the ones that did my website. You can check that out, jilldevine.com. You can kind of see what you would be working with. And I just am so 
thankful for them and for what they have done for me. So again, evokecco.com, also jilldevine.com. And thank you for your support of two kids and a career.